0: There's a level of reality where
1: everything dissolves into an ocean of energy. We empower our experience by insisting on our authenticity. That's very profound. Very. Expanding reality. Welcome to Expanding Reality. I am your host, Brandon Thomas. On this incredibly cool episode, guys, Ronnie and Philip Kinsella join me to blow our minds with these fascinating theories about what ufos are what the contact phenomena is doing and interacting with humanity what our response and interface is with it of course guys all the ways to find them located down in the show notes uh, all the other ways to find us and everything else located down there too which we will talk about after the episode but for right now let's get to this incredibly cool conversation guys with ronald and philip kinsella
3: don't you worry we got (laughs) plenty
1: Ronnie and Philip Kinsella joining us once again, boys. How are you both?
3: Uh, Very well, thank you, Brandon. And it's an honor to come back on your amazing show again. Really honored.
2: Thank you. Yeah, fantastic. And I can't remember the last time I was on. It's been quite a few times, but it's fabulous to be here
1: yeah you each came on the first uh, year that I was doing this uh, independently one right after each other uh, and then you both came on last year and then now you're both here together and we have something exciting for the expansive insiders that we're not ready to talk about yet but it will be happening soon and we were just discussing here gentlemen um, that we all have just nothing but look uh, amazing things to look forward to which is wonderful Uh, Philip you've got a couple new books happening Ronnie you got things in the pipes you always have stuff working on and you guys are always is just creating constantly and investigating the hell out of this thing, and y'all both just blow my mind. You both hold a very, very special place in my heart and the heart of the audience. Y'all, you two are some of the most requested guests that we've got. So, again, gentlemen, thank you so much. And let's uh, just for the audience that doesn't know you, Philly, Philip, introduce yourself. Ronnie will let you do that afterwards, and so just tell us what you're working on.
3: Yes, my um, Philip Kinsella, and um, I'm from England, and uh, I've just finished a book. Uh, that is due to be released uh, later this year called Terrestrial Trespassers, and I'm working on a a few other uh, projects um, on ufology and of course the abduction
2: hypothesis. I am Ronaldo, no, um, (laughs) Ronald, or Ronnie as I prefer, (laughs) Uh, from the UK evidently, but I'm actually working on several books at the moment, one science fiction um, uh, one to do with uh, UFOs, of philip mantle, but one science fiction, um, the future. And it's not looking bright. It's not orange.
1: So, A dystopian future novel. Okay, cool. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Do we have space involved or is it all terrestrial based?
2: Uh, yeah, you a don't bit want to give both. it away?
1: Okay. No, all right, not really. Give it away.
2: I know it's been a done to death, but this has a little bit of a twist in there. So. Yeah.
1: Not by you. It hadn't been done by you, so I'm very much looking forward to it. Well, gentlemen, uh, super. Like I said, always amazing things to look forward to. So let's just jump right into this thing here. Uh, what with your next work that you're very excited to tell us about, Philip? What what's going on with that? What does it have to do with?
3: Yes, the the new book that will be released through uh, Philip Mantle's Flying Disc Press deals with the uh, the abduction phenomena and the Greys, and also highlighting the levels of high strangeness that's connected with um, cryptids within cryptozoology, especially the dogman and a little bit on the Sasquatch and trying to formulate uh, an understanding that the phenomena seems to be connected on uh, multiple levels of of reality, and uh, just drawing attention, I think to not only what the Greys could represent because they're the most famous entities within ufology, and um, so much so, you know, they're they're linked in every part of the media cartel where science fiction is concerned or ufology. But I wanted to get to the truth and basis of what they are, and that was all initiated through. And the uh, the onslaught of an abduction, as they call it, that occurred to be in 1989. I'm not going to go into that because we covered that before, but it was something that uh, made me think about how these entities, these beings, these. Uh, interdimensionals, ultra terrestrials, whatever you want to call them, because we're still not sure how they're able to bring someone into their filled frequency of reality. So there was two parts, one physical, one not physical. And that's something that kind of like hooked me. And you'll find this with many ufologists um, and people that are interested in UFOs, where they've had uh, an encounter with this singularity, and it changes them. It's almost like a drug. You can't, you you need more of it. You need to find out more about it, like in here. So that's 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 primarily what this new book covers. And taking also into account several um theoretical ideas, because as you know, Brandon, both Ronald and myself, like many others, will not put ourselves in a corner. We're open to all forms of speculation because we still have a blank page. The page is being filled with theoretical models brilliant but we have to be open to any and every form of speculation that other researchers bring to the table
2: yeah i mean <clears throat> i'll add on that i mean certain people believe they come from time they might quite be right you know i've tried to look at this as we all have you know uh off-world uh interdimensional Time travelers uh, from Antarctica under the water, you know, it's like a big jigsaw puzzle. And I think I think the best way to gain results is to actually analyze the abductions themselves. Because when we looked into that, the alleged aliens—I'll call them that because we don't know what they are—they're something different. We know they're real. Whatever they're doing, they're 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 playing a mix and match game. It's like some people though. Uh, express their concerns for world peace others will show them the destruction of earth so to my mind i wonder if there's any pattern behind that because they seem to be sending off mixed signals uh to these individuals and 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 if you notice each encounter more or less is always different you know people see different things they can play with your mind they're like master magicians in a way that so in my case as you, I enjoyed that chat we had, that wonderful chat we had about the doctors, the alleged doctors that took me up in the Cheshire Cat. I now believe that they were using smoke and mirrors. They were plucking things from my mind to project these things of authority. Um, of not, I wouldn't say domination, but it certainly was authority. It was a kindly authority, but enough to keep you pinned. To where I was. So these things have a very extraordinary way of messing with your mind. And also, isn't it funny, also, the fact that, you know, in the past, we had a lot of cases of people seeing them arriving from, I'm not. Uh, saying tongue-in-cheek here but flying saucers and the triangle they always were associated with them but now we're finding that they're arriving through walls through doors they just materialize before the bed so you know is this some kind of trick they're playing on us another trick to mask what they really are what is behind all that philip mentioned the greys Now, I have always maintained, I could be wrong, this is only theory for all your wonderful guests out there. It's only a theory. They are not the real McCoy. They're not what they appear to be. There's something behind all of them. There's something behind all this. I'm just, I'm just. Yeah, sure. of it. Well, I, I have
3: different ideas about that. And it's good that we have different uh, thoughts about uh, about the uh, greys as they're known. One of the most interesting and, uh, you know, telltale signs is where are the aliens? I've argued this in the new project. Where exactly are they? Where are they? Where where are they hiding out? And of course, we have all of these multiple levels of experiences from the Calvin Parker robotic-type clawed-handed entities, to the greys, to going back into the 1950s with the colourful characters of of humanoids or love and light. I think it's very interesting that, talking very briefly about Calvin Parker, the abduction occurred near a, a river, and of course, the machines or the robots, as they thought that they were, seemed aquatic in nature, or whether or not the phenomena seems to morph around the environment as it comes in, we don't know. And this is something that has been addressed because, you know, with regards to the famous abductions with the Grace, when someone is taken in the 19, uh, early 1960s, taking another example very quickly here, Betty and Barney Hill uh, case in 1961, New Hampshire course we're all connected with kathleen martin the wonderful kathleen martin the researcher of the niece of them what's interesting is this a few telltale signs with regards to that they had what they termed a physical encounter with a ufo that landed and they were taken on board and of course the memories came through as dream state now what's interesting is when the medical examination was being performed on betty and barney separately the one of the examiners came in to try to remove betty's teeth and she had to explain to the entities that her husband had false teeth. Now, <laughs> was this the first time that these greys had encountered a human with, uh, you know, uh, false teeth? And had they come all the way from Zeta reticuli just just to abduct them? These, these are the questions that we need to be looking deeper into, because I doubt very much that that is exactly what happened. I'm not saying that they didn't do or say where they come from. But I think that they're much closer than we realise. So there are, in each case, there are certain telltale signs that's like, hang on just a minute. So this is the first time that these so-called greys had discovered a male that has false teeth. I mean, you've got to laugh about it, right? And they were puzzled by it, by our human physiology. Um, so th- 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 it's these kind of things that we're looking at. and of course the experience then t- seemed to appear in dream state like many abductions that the aliens themselves if we, if we use the word alien um, or whatever that they whatever they are, whatever they represent are able to screen themselves within the deep levels of the subconscious mind. So we need to find out whether or not it's actually a real physical thing that's happening or that these aliens are operating and coming through to our human consciousness and this is how that they gain access to memory.
2: It It it, is physical. Because I'll explain why. Because the subjects I had, um, I interrogated Uh, Not like you would think, but we had a good discussion. One of them was a very respected man from Newfoundland, and he saw the graves. And they came through a portal through his wall and floated towards him. And they actually took um, some material from him uh, in tubes. He didn't know it was blood or what. So there is physical interaction. Oh, yes. He could feel them. Yep. so <clears throat> i think the reason why you're saying that it's ethereal afterwards is because after that moment they're able to scramble the mind they're able to actually make it appear as though it's elusive yeah smoke and mirrors but yeah may i just point out very quickly when i say
3: ethereal i'm not talking about something that's wispy the signals to your mobile phone are real they are the they are the phone they come through the ether and if you're matched by that vibration you'll be in that realm and of course, those signals connect to a physical device. Just because people think that we're talking about something that's interdimensional and has some kind of ethereal quality to it, it obviously comes in and matches this vibration into our level of reality so
2: that interaction can then be made possible. Well, yes, if it's, it's from another dimension, it will have to become <laughs> three dimensional to actually interact with us. You know, it's going to have to be, I mean, uh, tutorial. Uh, uh,
3: or this, whatever. This, this is why I've had some people having a go at me saying, hang on a minute, UFOs are physical and the aliens are physical i understand that maybe but there is a level or a principle of how that that model or construction comes into our reality as we take you know the space shuttle out we have to adapt that in the old days of when they were around to to the adverse conditions of space it had to be designed in order to transverse through the stratosphere and of course the radiation levels so, you know, this is, this is what I'm talking about in, in terms of like perhaps the technical applications or truly bizarre scientific levels that these, uh, f- this phenomena needs to take on board in order to get here because they come in and they go out. And I, my question, where are the aliens?
2: Well, the point uh, is, is that I've in, in a new book I'm working on for the lovely Philip Mantle uh, is the fact that I don't think they're coming from outer space at all. I don't think that that's a romantic notion that we were fed. In fact, I did state in an earlier book that was published that it's quite feasible, that it is part of us. We are part of it. It is here. Um, it, it, not in the terms we think, perhaps in a parallel world or it's very close by, um, you know, something that is ancient and very patient. Um, the thing that alluded me to the whole uh, subject of UFOs is that in the 1950s and 60s, we saw the flair, the fashion, the in vogue of flying saucers. Uh, Kenneth Arnold coined the, uh, the phrase, for it, didn't it, flying saucer. I believe it was him. Yeah, it was and written so about in saw... a
1: newspaper. A newspaper person quoted him as – because he said that they skipped like saucers over a water. That's right. And I so the journalist said flying saucers. Flying so saucers. Yeah. But
2: we're seeing them change their kind of – structure, their, their composition, their triangular, and then we run into the arguments of this, this is back-engineered military, um, you know, there are thousands of species of aliens, but I'm not so sure. I think uh, we are being toyed with mm-hmm. on a major scale.
1: You know, I, okay, so, so many things, and I love both of you, I love both of your points of view, I think that all of this is absolutely plausible together, I think we're all getting glimpses of something that reveals itself to us independently in ways, just by researching it, whether we've had direct contact with it or not, there's still a variety of options, you know, and a variety of berry bushes that we pick from each of us, and this is why these conversations are great, because we can all kind of come to each other, you know, in this berry picking metaphor and show each other the baskets, we're like, dude, check this (laughs) out, here's kind of (laughs) what I've collected. It's over there. This is what I saw. This is the combination I came up with. One of the things, because there's a few things I wanted to talk about uh, within all of that, guys. Absolutely brilliant. I love this. I love this. Okay. So what about the vibes of the abductee? This is something that I hope is in move on questioning moving forward or that any contactee gets questioned about this because... In um, let's say just a medical case, for instance, if somebody's going to determine your medical health for something, hopefully they're asking you a myriad of questions, not just like, where does it hurt? Does it hurt when I do this? What's your disposition? Like, where are you at in life? Are you going through a heavy divorce? Did you just lose a a family member? Did you just lose a dog? Uh, Are you going through a stressful time at work right now? Are you trying to get pregnant and it's been Mm -hmm. challenging? Are you having issues in your relationship? These things, I think, can absolutely affect the way that each of us independently interface with anything in our lives. So why wouldn't it also affect the way that we perceived something like an interaction with the phenomena? Perhaps somebody has an awesome time one time and a shitty time the next. And again, this could just all be like, let's say you go to a, concert and see a band. Maybe they're having a bad night and they just didn't play well, but the next time you see them, they were awesome. It doesn't mean that you're not going to go see them ever again. It just means that there is a vibe component associated with it to where the experience is dictated based on your disposition, like your vibe. So this is the thing about the abductee cases as well. Now there's another thing interesting back to the Betty and Barney Hill case. I'm glad you brought it up. Males and females seem to be perceived as threats or non-threatening from these entities i've used this example yes. before um uh, in the um you know betty was walked on d- up a ramp she said talking to an alien like they were old friends just hanging out extraterrestrial, or whatever we use that word for simplicity of conversation but um Barney was knocked out, unconscious and drug on sort of, uh, you know, Pascagoula style, right, where they were incapacitated Mm. and then drug on because the males pose a threat, which Mm. just to what you guys were saying about the fallibility of these things. This is also something I wanted to come ask. The fallibility of them is also so fascinating because just like y'all, we have an assumption that. Man, we hope they have their shit together on a certain level if they're scooping us up and doing a bunch of instrumentation on us, just like Kodiak bears in the wild hope that the research team that came out to tag them and to mark them and take samples for whatever reason that research team is doing research, they hope they're just as skilled and good at their jobs as well, but... Let's say that you go out and nobody was around. Everybody's on Christmas vacation, but we got to get these tags in before the end of the year. And you take a bunch of research students that really don't know what they're doing, or perhaps they're learning and you give them the opportunity to learn. So there's a bit of trauma involved in that because their learning curve is necessary, but they're learning yes. on you. And you'd hope that they just, again, have your shit together, or just knock you out so they can do whatever they need to and bungle it, mm-hmm. you know, have your mulligans, but don't do it where, where it terrifies you. But again... All of it probably based on the vibe. Like, if you are a vibra- a, a vibrational match to a shitty interaction with aliens, you're going to maybe attract the ones that aren't as skilled. And that's just the way <laughs> yes. that it plays out. But, again, if you're, like, super on it. But even that, I mean, I, I don't know if it's that necessarily pingy. But I feel like, you know, bringing it into the conversation is a lot of fun, you know? And the other mm. thing to the portals thing and rather – uh Aliens need that or or not, it's very, that's a very interesting part of this as well. Because like, let's say UFOs like y'all have talked about have changed in appearance over time. And we've, we've noted this, uh, back in Viking days, there were Viking wooden ships looking in the sky, but they could fly. And so there, there was like a connection between what was cognitively available for them on ocean, but they couldn't make it fly. So that was where the funky freaky woo woo disconnect came in. And that's why it was incredible. And just like you guys said, through the 30s, 40s, 50s, they change and they've even changed now. Now they're tic Tacs and pyramids and mm. glowing orbs all over the like really interesting, more anamorphic shapes rather than the solid art deco sort of dope saucers, you know, that we want to see, you know, like this, like this damn thing. Mm. Those kind of things. So perhaps the saucer itself is simply. So that we don't freak out from portals opening in the sky and humans walk humanoid people walking around. Like maybe we can conceptualize more of a glowing ball or a wooden ship from a Viking perspective or a saucer than we could just whatever it looks like when they're not in that thing. Like maybe the UFO doesn't have anything to do with it. It's sort of just for us, you know what I mean? So we don't freak out as much.
2: I think they have to stand out. That's what they're doing. I mean, you know, and they're always different. They always look slightly different. They have to look different. You can't have Lord Voldemort walking through the wall and you can't have Scooby-Doo. So they've got to look something just outside the border of normality. I mean, you look at the trolls of the past, the goblins. I would associate the greys to be, Kind of akin to goblins in a funny sort of way, you it's know. Interesting. It's got yeah. to just be a little bit different, and also something that we can latch on to, so that we will tell someone that we've seen exactly. them. Because if someone exactly. says Lord Voldemort, they've seen them. They won't believe them. If they've seen Scooby Doo walking through the the wall, they won't believe them. But if they see an alien, ironically now something like one of them, they will stand up and take note now, because it is just slightly outside the norm just as the UFOs you've described
3: are as well. I think that not only has the appearance of the UFOs changed, but also the abduction, the way it's done. Now, in the 1950s, there was contact or alleged contact, I'm not dismissing this, with a loving humanoid on a very physical level or grey beings. There was a lot of physical activity that was occurring. Now the abduction phenomena seems to have upped its program in the way of how they take someone. Is this because we as a human species have become wise to the fact that we have new technology and can capture it very quickly, Remember that these entities are able to disable someone very quickly as they come into this this reality. So I myself, perhaps many other researchers, uh, you like your good self, have noticed that there's been a change in the patterns of how this happens. And even to the point where one lady... Was going through these abductions, and Philip Mantler brought this to my attention. And the mother watched this, but all she could see was her daughter reacting as though she was being abducted. But to the girl, she was actually being abducted. So, she,
1: did the girl? I apologize. Now we got to. I got to ask. So, did the girl, from her perspective, get taken anywhere, or was she just being operated no, on? In she bed? was
3: exactly where she was in the bed. And she was going through the whole motions of like, you know, distress and everything. And of course, to her, there was an actual abduction with aliens occurring. Now, we have to be a little bit open minded here. It could be that the phenomena itself is coming in on a now even more bizarre level of interaction with individuals. We have to ask ourselves the question as to how people are taken through solid matter.
2: The Um, point is, is that, yes, before you finish that, you're saying it was invisible to yeah, the, the witness. But it's possible that this
3: intelligence or this force, whatever you want to call it, is able to temporarily override the entire framework of the biological body. And as I uh, said before, we are the element, to my mind, of two two parts, these the spiritual part and the physical biological part, no different from your mobile phone, physical hardware and the software that you can't see, which uh, carries information, that. Is the phone as we send out information through to us, and it's interesting, Brandon, what you said, and I like that about uh, you know what we're sending out. Perhaps we ourselves inwardly are sending out signals. To, to determine what kind of intelligence is connected
1: or attracted to us but which leads to ronnie's point, to point to that, that it's that it is us and i want to talk about this but please ronnie go ahead
2: yeah they want it, to be seen it doesn't matter you're saying that invisible or not perhaps so if they're so advanced they can shield themselves yeah, yeah they can hide they don't want to they want to be seen that is key i agree this force wishes to be seen it has yeah. to be seen the doctors you know even with me They used a Cheshire cat, a weak kind of example, so that when I go and see a psychologist, I'll say, well, you know, I've seen this Cheshire cat. Oh, you're just dreaming. It's poor, it's lame. These abductees who have these experiences with these alleged greys, they are awake seeing these things performing numerous kinds of operations on them, and their wives or their husbands They can't be woken up. They're not but one of them has to see them. Not always everyone. It's always one. So there is that is key. And someone, it wasn't me, someone suggested something very interesting about the UFOs. Why do they need lights? So it's like we're like a a moth to a flame. We are attracted to them. We must see them. Mm. That is key. For whatever reason, I don't know.
3: Yeah, I think it's possible that you're correct, Brandon. This has been spoken about before about the secretion of energy within the human biosphere, and we all resonate on certain frequencies. In fact, our organs do. I think this may be the way forward in terms of the future medical, um, you know, Uh, of how the medical profession will be able to bring a diseased organ back up to its correct level of vibration without using any form of surgery that's amazing but I think yeah it's it's possible like Star Trek (laughs) but I think that you're right i think that you know like attracts like but there are there are connections with individuals that this same force seems to come in through childhood and then carries it forward um you know starts off as being very friendly and very nice and then becomes more um severe within their exploitation of the individual whether it be genetic material or memory Whatever. So, I mean, I know that you know these cases are very highly structured and very highly complex in terms of what these beings are, and we have to also consider that we're not just dealing with one species. Are we dealing with one of the same that changes
2: faces, or are we dealing with a multitude of different entities? We- well, I suggested that, didn't I? And something um, being actually, you know, this is this one of one of the same, but wearing so many different guises? I think Jack Valley did actually come out with yes, that. Yes, he, he He actually suggested that himself but the, the thing is is that they always want you to see them and also the reason why they know us so well is it because one it's only a hypothesis and i did mention this in my book i think um if when they chip you would it be frightened terrifying to know that they can see everything you see yeah. and hear everything you hear so it's like the invaders <laughs> not yeah. not not, no, I not, in a, not in a negative approach from their program i'm not saying they're negative but I thought, well, that chip—if they do put that in, which they do—that's doing more than what, just a tracker. They're probably watching everything you're watching when you get up to have your breakfast, to going to work, and listening to everything. Now, imagine the power of that kind of surveillance. No wonder they know us by names when they take us up. No wonder they know us very well because of these these uh, chips. implants, these implants that they're putting in people, or these uh, crystals, whatever they do. Use. Yeah,
1: same thing as like a hawk. It wakes up from a days one day like oh man i saw a bunch of people running toward me and i just fell asleep and now i'm woken up and i have a camera on my back what the hell is this and then now we go to a webcam you know every morning people are sitting there having their coffee watching this hawk fly around and we're <laughs> along for the ride have you seen these yes yes, yes right. i have so it's yes, we have. it's very analogous to the way that human beings track animals in the wild now what if we introduce at this point something that I uh, was brought to my attention through a really good friend of mine at a conversation i had not too long ago on the show about that perhaps the reason... Okay, let me, br- let me take back one step. One of the issues I've had with this is, I love uh, the title of your book, by the way, Philip, uh, Terrestrial Trespass. Uh, Ronnie, your digital demon. It sort of has these trespass demon. You think of Bud Hopkins as intruders. He also, you know, calls them kidnappers. Like, there's this sort of... Um, lack of respect of sovereignty that goes about with the contact phenomena as we view it from our perspective so this is something very tricky for me to kind of reconcile because i'm huge into the sovereignty idea i really put this forward beyond everything that you have final control and say over anything that happens to you in this Hmm. realm or another but if you look at the contact phenomena in the way that you, uh, I would, from a certain perspective, we all would, at, at certain cases from certain people's vantage points, view it as an abduction, and that's why there's two different phrasings for it, right? Contact, yes. you're willingly, you wanted, you know, you're out there with a laser uh, meditating for them. The other one is uh, abduction, right? It's yep. not supposed to be something that you're willingly participating in, and so this has bothered me. Where we are now with again the conversation that I had recently was that perhaps. The reason that it's okay that they do that is because they are you. There is nothing different in that lineage of extraterrestrials perceptively that they are no different than you. Perhaps you are one of their hybrid children and the piece of their soul, their oversoul, is in you. And you, Ronnie, just like you said with the implants, yes, they are monitoring everything you're doing here. But you're an agent of theirs. You're on their air quotes team. You're one of them. You are no different than them. The only difference is your essence is riding around in a human suit rather than what it normally is, which is an alien suit, because what both of you said earlier about it needing to manifest in a physical 3D place. So if these things are operating on multiple levels, what if... You know, in quantum physics, kind of we're getting glimpses of this that quantum physics tells us that we're in pieces of everything, that nothing is separate at a source. It's like we have also been talking about here, simply a vibration. So, what if Earth, the 3D realm, is simply a vibration, but your soul can travel through any of it? You simply need a vehicle in one of those bands of vibration, you know, any of those to walk around in, just like we need a submarine to go to the bottom of the ocean. It's not meant for us, but we have. S- something that we can do to go down there and take a look around maybe it's something like that which would again it seems in my mind a little bit like a consideration like oh yeah you can do anything you want to me because you're me too and i'm convinced of that now so i still am not 100 percent on board with this idea just to be incredibly uh, candid here but if i look at it that way I could see a bigger picture element to this, and I at least have the hubris within myself to say that I don't see things on a big enough level to know if that's true or not, and that there absolutely are things here I have no idea what the hell's going on, and I can't see it from that vantage point. So there's a trusting of the process, but there's also a statement of autonomy that I'm very clear with. So it's it's yes. sort of this uh, T-shirt my wife got me, do no harm but take no shit, you know what I mean? And that's <laughs> that's my vibe, you know? I think that um, I agree if, with you I, yeah, right.
3: I also mentioned in terrestrial trespasses, of course the phenomena changes the singularity changes to you, of course on a more psychic level and I did address and have addressed in the book about the possibility of the process of incarnation that perhaps that we were part of them and they are coming back to check up on us yes and that thought occurred to me on our last uh, very last experience on the 9th of april 2016 at eleven fifteen pm at night with the three massive ufos that descended over us here that were tracked and now we know from the isles of scilly and i wondered on a because I think you're right. I think that we, we're contained within it, within our construction of thinking. And of course, when I was started back in 1996, was credited with this soul issue, the conscious issue, the interaction of the grays and how it seemed to mirror the near-death experience. But they were two separate, uh, uh, you know, ex- experiences entirely that there could be a major uh soul issue that we, we have a lot of ufologists believe that it's nuts and bolts construct and they will tell you that i cannot agree with that i will agree to say to some degree perhaps this phenomenon is able to morph itself perhaps even utilizing our materials here to construct itself yes, as yes. it comes into our reality like ectoplasm and use,
1: in a uh medium, that's right it needs something that's here right. to form yeah
3: That's right. And I've addressed this as well within the book um, uh, on a soul level. What, and you're correct, what if that is what we were, are, and it is coming back to see us in this our time, even though they are from no time? and that we are extensively on a soul level explorers. And I've always had this romanticised idea. People say, well, why are we here? What is the point of being born and living? And I think that, uh, that we're recording experiences that perhaps when we pass over to the other side, that, uh, that amalgamates with the source, the core source of all creation, rather like someone creating a film and then another and another. And you, you have hundreds upon thousands upon billions of films and that can all be experienced. But get this. What if you can actually live and experience within those films of reality? And I think that on the core essence, when we talk about life after death or uh, the clinical very structured cases of NDE, not the religious interpretations, but how it's humanized but then of course people that cross over they don't feel that they have a body but they are consciously aware so we always humanize everything to a degree that it has to be only human so i totally take on board and accept wholeheartedly also as a part of the paradigm of what we're discussing here with regards to soul incarnation and issues that perhaps go beyond this physical level of reality oh
1: absolutely
2: there's uh, a a problem hell yeah Uh, as with everything there's always a problem there's
1: a plus (laughs) and a minus there's an opportunity in disguise i don't believe in problems my friend go ahead
2: (laughs) okay the cattle mutilations okay you see we take on different aspects of this and i argued with philip so we we move back to we're moving towards the negative side and it's actual factual you know, we, we've learned from the pioneering researchers, just as Linda Monthall, who is an authority on it, lesser, And this is a factor. So it throws the whole thing into question when we're looking at the good, the bad, and the ugly. I did suggest, is it quite possible that, you know, when they discover these carcasses lying there, when they've obviously been beamed up and dropped? One, why do they drop the carcass because they could be removed easily if they're so advanced they can just neutralize it vaporize it and also I wondered I might be wrong and I don't wish to offend any of the researchers out there I don't wish to offend anyone it's only an idea I could well be wrong but you know we find out bits and pieces cut from them the eyes the tongue and all the other bits the sensitive areas what if that in itself is a distraction one thing that's always removed is the blood it's the blood And cow blood is kind of compatible with human. We can eat, you know, beef and all that. It's kind of interactive. We can, we can, we can digested. I kept thinking, what if these things were making hybrids and instead of feeding them food and going through all that trauma, they've they've made them as kind of vampires. I know that sounds ridiculous. But no, well, they, <laughs> they feed them this, they feed them this 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 blood. So I you, keep the, are you talking about, about... people in parliament? <laughs> I know it sounds ridiculous, but my <laughs> it mind does no. let's
1: let's go and let's have fun with that because um you know you know me man you know where we do with this. Okay. So what if that is the case? Now there's another thing I want to bring into this that I had a uh, guest Recently, Chaz of the Dead. I love this guy. You guys have got to get him on Twin Souls. Brilliant. I'm going to talk about a couple things he talked about on there because they're so cool and, um, Revolutionary, and in this conversation that we're having, that I'd love for you guys to take them and go with them. What we were talking about on that episode was this dude has these radical views about how the UFO phenomena also mirrors with the natural phenomena. And there are so many different varieties and ways to look at all of this stuff. So, one of the interesting things he talked about on there was bees, like natural bees, and this um, cavity structure effect. Have you guys ever heard of the cavity structure effect? No. Yeah, so basically the idea goes is that bees, naturally honeybees specifically are their wings are too small for their body to achieve flight. But there is something to do with their thorax. or some resonance chamber in there, the cavity cavity structure effect that makes them lighter or appear to be lighter or use less energy. Like bees, for instance, have an economy mode that whenever they're carrying pollen, for some reason they're using less energy and appear to be lighter. And so, you know, he was connecting bees with uh, the UFO phenomena. We were also talking about a couple of things to where there was this guy who took wings of an insect here. He noticed a certain pattern, this Russian biologist, uh, and he basically took these things, Under a microscope, he started to look at them, and whenever he dropped them on the um, slide, they hovered for a minute and then laid down, and he thought it was just static electricity, no big deal. He did it with several of them. Every single one of them hovered for a moment and then dropped. And it was not static electricity. So what he did was he took a few of these and sewed them together in a specific box type pattern. And then he had these just like laying over there. And when he would hit it, it would fly up into the corner of his room, slowly kind of float down and hover as it came down and then rest. So what he did was he put a bunch of these little things that he made. He made a ton of them and then put them under a pallet, like a a platform. And then this Squatting Russian scientist guy just squatted over this thing and he could fly this thing around now what's really interesting about it. It was all found from here. There was nothing electronic about it There was no charge Mm -hmm. going to it. There was no centrifuge with mercury spinning around there was no Sound (laughs) oscillation even though we hear of that being a necessary component or a component in some of these things which Ronnie I'm not against again That all of this is like a lie and a deception and you kind of, they tell you things and then they appear this way and then it moves Mm -hmm. on. Now something also to all of that stuff, to the blood stuff that we were talking about here is, oh, uh, let me finish on the Bravinikov thing. So whenever he would fly this thing, people looking up from underneath didn't see a Russian man squatting on a pallet with bug wing Things attached to the bottom of it. They saw shapes, uh, geometric patterns, sacred geometry, UFOs, oh. cigar shapes, uh, spheres of light. He appeared differently to people as he flew over them, no matter what they were like. So again, their oh. vibe sort of depends on it, and that's something I wanted to ask you about. Okay, so to the bloodsuckers, real quick. Chaz also brought up that uh, there was an entity that local indigenous tribes, I believe in the Amazon reported, but I believe there are a couple of little cases of these where they were very aware of a creature that would manifest in front, uh, strangulate, mimic exactly what we find and Linda Moulton Howell has found in the – cow uh, mutilation phenomena uh, and all the blood strangulated out and so for the same reason so maybe it's like you said running a distraction but also i love by the way this uh, vampire thing so we're going to get there i'm just saying that perhaps it also philip maybe to your cryptid thing could be in that vein as well it could be just a cryptid that's crazy and that comes out and does its thing and the locals know about it and we don't live down there because those things are there that's why our cities are somewhere else maybe Now, uh, to the blood part of this, it's very interesting if they are coming down and sucking blood out of bovine blood, because then maybe, yes, it is something that they can feed humans. Maybe cows are a lot easier They are here. They're a lot easier to reproduce than humans. Uh, Then maybe they're more of a sustainable food source than humans are to something that eats humans you know what I mean maybe there's some sort of blood thing going on there to where like you said it's some sort of sustenance element that they can either mix it or simply make them like hey you survive on this now that's your thing now yeah, even than that yes even wilder than that what if this is all some sort of huge hybridization program for the next wave of sort of a sweep of vampire people that come down here and take all of us muggles out and now the new hybrids are vampires and now there's plenty of cows and stuff i don't know yeah. it
3: could be possible that perhaps we are the at the end of our line as a human species perhaps the human experiment has failed and that these alternative intelligences are coming in to create a new species a new genus that is able to exist beyond our understanding of the universe perhaps trying to collate all of the memories and everything that is located here this is another area we can play with um, because you know the way that we as a human species are and most people don't like the truth. But we're not a nice species. We're warmongering. I'm not talking about a lot of people. A lot of people are good people. They're lovely people. But those in charge forever, are control and domination and subjugation. And with free will, it gives us it makes us dangerous. So, stepping stone to evolution, you're so talking about. it could be that these uh, alternative uh, intelligences are creating a new genus. And if we go back into our origins, you'll find that within the not only the Sumerian and Akkadian texts, but there was talk of us being engineered. And I'm not talking about the Greys here, but perhaps another um, species of extraterrestrials that we termed as gods.
1: Yeah, like and I don't
3: and, and of course, we came along, and then, of course, now things have gone out of hand. I'm not saying, being all doom and gloom and saying that the Earth is going to die, but it could be a safety valve for them, like a Noah's Ark for them, to mm. take what is here and project it somewhere else. Who who knows? We, we have to be open to that speculation. I did
2: state about the Noah's Ark hypothesis that if they were coming from the future and perhaps they were coming back to try and salvage some kind of dna they wouldn't pick this time because we've already discussed this we, and we've before that respectfully they would understand that this era we're quite tainted with a lot of things they will pick a point in time when we're medically sound um, i'm not saying they're not coming from the future it's quite possible but i don't think that would what if, be the reason what for if they, this
1: what if they're getting energetic samples of DNA, so perhaps mm-hmm. uh, the Earth resonates at this uh, seven uh, seven point three four hertz, something like that. But th- it has a resonant frequency, but it also changes and is changing. So you know, we change our, our resonant frequency as humans change. So as this occurs, perhaps there's a. Stamp on our DNA that has sort of a energetic component to it that's very signature that's very necessary. You hear this stuff and it's horrible about adrenalized blood, meaning that uh, blood that's scared tastes better to whoever the hell is doing stuff with that. But the yeah. point is, is that you can the state a being is in, just like what we talked about earlier with the disposition <clears throat> of a contactee, has a lot to do with what if what that DNA and that blood yes. and everything does. It almost gets to a sweetening point or an mm. adrenalized point but I mean to the right entity that may taste the best you know they may prefer that like cooking their meat first right rather than eating it raw I prefer my steak cooked well for yes. them maybe they prefer this type of blood this energy stamp of blood, you know what I mean because who knows yes. like we put yeah. this we put this on us and and Ronnie, you said something earlier the good the bad and the ugly I think it's the indifferent. I think good, bad and ugly are projections of us. I don't think it cares at all i don't think it has a emotional investment in what we feel about it i think that it carries out its business no matter what just like we do to that kodiak bear whenever we go scoop it up no matter what the research team's capabilities are that job needs to be done and it seems that like i said there's an indifference to this now some people say that they feel that they are protected and visited and looked over by these things which again Jane Goodall's monkeys would probably say the same thing. They're visited by the same sweet lady that doesn't trank them. They, she doesn't hurt them, but it's again another human being, you know, and those monkeys and gorillas yes. didn't really have anything to do. maybe their vibe again like attracts like. So they attracted Jane Goodall rather than the ones down the road that attracted the poachers. it's It's an interesting energetic game and it seems that so many options and energies are here. And then now you add the UFO component to this, right? If this was just a terrestrial type thing and this phenomena is recognized, which it is, then that's, that alone is miraculous enough. But damn, <clears throat> now we're talking Sasquatch. Now we're talking all kinds of stuff. So let me ask you one more thing, Philip. I wanna, I wanna hear what you say. Okay, what if, uh, Ronnie, this comes back to something you were saying earlier. What if it, um, damn it. What if it, like I said, is sort of more of a vibe thing, but really what you see has to do with what your mind is willing to accept. So let's say this. Let's say that it's not those things putting a screen memory in you. It's you protecting your own self by putting up basically like a mental guard against what you're seeing because it's so traumatic that you can't face it. And maybe built in every creature here, especially humans, whenever... A vibration of that phenomena comes in contact with you. There's an automatic response from you, just like a fight or flight. It's a screen and glean kind of a thing, maybe. Mm -hmm. And basically your mind will go, whoop, it's not that dangerous. Just don't freak out. But it is something crazy. And maybe they don't look like greys or Bigfoot or reptilians or anything like that at all. Maybe that's just what our mind says. Okay. Uh, this is the best I can do for you. This is what they look like, but we're not going to show you what they yeah. really look like because you'd have a heart attack and die. You know what I mean? For our sanity. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. It, yeah I, it reminds me
1: of which would a, be why it switches point. so much, right? Yeah, why it's, it's so a valid different. Point. Yeah,
2: it reminds me of the Arthur C. Clarke book *Childhood's End*. I've read that quite a number of times. I loved it. And basically, when the aliens arrived, um, they wouldn't show themselves. They refused to show themselves because people weren't ready, as you were right, stating. Right. Uh, because they look like the devil.
1: There you go. Yes. So exactly. your point is
2: quite quite a good valid point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we weren't ready. So uh, this. I also... think it's also. Oh, go ahead,
3: please. Yeah, it's it's also like when it, on on here on this planet, <laughs> that's where we are. When you've seen something that's been created so bizarre, and I remembered that there have been a few things that I've looked at that I I couldn't understand what yeah. it was. It shocked me like i'm not i'm not i couldn't translate what i'm looking at because it was so different and it's only because it's in our reality that when you get to feel it and to see it and to see how it works that then there becomes kind of like it. there's an acceptance of that. So I think for us, when we are touched by this singularity, when it comes forward to us, it is possible that because we translate only with what we understand is reality, that you're right, that there is a part of the mind that shuts down, that we're not seeing it for what it really represents. And I think the idea as well that all of this is all interconnected uh, in terms of us, and of course, this is why ufology has remained stagnated for so many decades because we've been putting them in little boxes and not in, uh, not allowing for any form of of other alternative debate to enter into the arena. No UFOs are physical craft; they're coming from a physical planet, and cryptids are creatures that are on the earth plane that are hidden in the mountains somewhere, and thus it goes on, but. It seems to me that through the way that we translate the information, the phenomena is there to remind us that it exists, it is real and eludes us. And the other thing that's interesting here is that our system that we serve, that is meant to be there to protect the citizens, to be honest and open to the citizens. Well, that's a laugh, isn't it? We know that there has been a systematic programme to deflect any belief or understanding that this phenomena is real now that is interesting because i believe that the reason there's a, one of two reasons here either the system is protecting us from a terrible truth or it could be possible that the system does not know how to control this phenomena mm-hmm. and has thus created this media circus uh, that people have translated in their terms of seeing a ufo and and kind of like getting the idea of what's going to happen so i understand that when the phenomena actually presents itself in its rawest form at that point the person goes through some kind of shock or trauma in most cases because they're not able to translate what is going on absolutely totally agree with you there brandon totally
1: Yeah, because it's easier to see an owl in the woods than it is a gray standing there. So maybe you say, oh, there's a gray, but that can't be right. And then you shake it off. And mentally, when you look back, now you've replaced that thing in your mind and your vision, what you're looking at. Now it's an owl. And that alien is just like, hi, how you doing? And it's like, oh no, you're an owl to me right now. It's like, oh, you don't have to do that. I'm actually not going to hurt you at all. And it's like, no, 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 you're an owl, I got to go. But it's interesting too that these traumas that occur fragment over and your mind is so interesting because it compartmentalizes is that over here and then when you return back to baseline from that hypersensitive excited traumatic state then you don't have any awareness of it but it's so interesting also that it's accessible to people that go into hypnotic regressions there's um, you know and you hear this in crime cases awful stuff like a girl was molested by somebody like raped or something but she didn't remember it so she kept hanging out with him for a long time after that had no memory of it whatsoever, but it's because when the thing happened, she couldn't understand what was happening. He was such a trusted, loving family member to them or something, and whenever he did what he did, it it didn't make any sense to her, so she split off into something else so that it could happen in this world, and that way, whenever she returned to a world that she could wrap her mind around, that that event wasn't in that world because she they don't coexist. It's this traumatic just shock to yes. your system yes. and then your mind just does whatever it can you know and our minds do this all the time with pattern recognition with your reticular activating system i mean it fills in the blanks of all kinds of shit your mind omits the end of your nose because it knows that you don't need to see it but you can see it <laughs> but your mind will omit yes. it for you that's yes. crazy to me yeah. all right boys i want to ask you about one more thing and we're going to cap on this but don't hang up yet uh, if you don't mind And uh, thank you guys again so much. All the ways to find you, all your phenomenal work, um, your website, your uh, show, everything is going to be located down there uh, in the show description. But before we go, I want to talk to you guys about what you think about the possibility of a fake alien invasion, this Project Blue Beam Ah. coming about. We're seeing... You know, like that airspace around NORAD just get completely locked down. And then a bunch of um, incoming and outcoming planes from a certain area in Alaska were told that they couldn't fly there and everything was shut down and derailed. And then allegedly the Army shot down a or Air Force shot down a UFO on the uh, 10th of this month. So yes. you, you see this being put in your face in the media. Uh, so what do you guys think about all this?
3: Well, that's very interesting because I was talking to a good friend today who brought that UFO case just recently to my attention this very day. And I've heard this on many occasions where the system will orchestrate a fake alien invasion and that they will save the day and that, you know, that the, that the, the whatever super force is responsible behind the saving of the human race, there's an alternative reason of why it's being done. Some people have speculated that the system that we serve makes out the aliens are evil And when the really good ones are wanting to come in and perhaps change the way that we as a species will evolve, that is a very distinct possibility. And we have to understand that, I'm sorry, the system we serve is corrupt. There is a cancer inside it, and it has done nothing but lie to the people and orchestrated and moulded this whole UFO phenomena into something of a circus act. Oh, they're evil, they're bad. And then, of course, we all get hooked into that because of our experiences and it gets even more multi-complex because of um you know people believing that it's the military that's really using the ufo as subject to uh, you know kidnap someone and they're really behind it so the waters been, there's no transparency the waters have been muddy but i'm not sure how they're going to pull that off i don't know what is the agenda behind it only that it would only sp- perhaps serve the elite those few in the in the top rank of 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 society so i have heard this several times through the whisperings of down the corridors of this alleged um faked alien invasion could they put it off well let's just put it this way there are certain historical factors that have occurred that the people have seen one thing of and when there's some investigations, intense investigations, telling you something entirely different. And those people, those scientists, with a a truly traumatic event that occurred in your great country, um, with two, which builds, one? Well, three uh, Waco, nine 9- eleven, uh,
1: yep. Ruby Ridge. There's a lot of yep. them where the official story didn't match up to what no. really went down. But and I think the there buildings-
3: was allegedly holographic technology yeah. that could have been utilized with that. So could they put it off? Well, it's anyone's guess.
2: I'll put it simply. I don't see why not. A contrived alien <laughs> invasion is quite possible.
1: Might as well. <laughs> We've, right? you, you, you've
2: got to. You've got to understand. For, it can only be for one reason to promote fear and to promote control.
3: Yeah. But, Brendan, they've given me and Ronnie the gray suits for us to wear. Awesome. We've been signed up for it. So, Good. Good. Um, you come know, come scoop I'm, me up I'm, in the UFO.
1: I, <laughs> when you guys finally scrape the sports to go off the side, come scoop me up and uh, we'll, we'll go for a ride in that thing. That'd be awesome.
2: <laughs> I, I wouldn't put it past them, actually. I, no. I, I wouldn't put it past them at well, all because.
1: It, it's just so interesting that it's so framed, anytime it's talked about on the news, who's who are they interviewing? They're not interviewing scientists, they're interviewing military officials, you know, and generals and Air Force pilots and stuff. They're not interviewing you, they're not talking to jim oh. Penniston they're talking and he was even military so it's it's just really interesting whenever this is framed in the military light and this is where in my mind just zoom out just one step from what's going on instead of looking at it zoom out to a few things in a row here and you're like oh okay got it they're framing it through the military we're locking down they're framing them as a threat they're already putting them into the minds, of mm. planting the seed that this is a threat just like they did by the way philip with terrorism back in the day before 9 yes, 11, they fine. said, you know, oh, terror, terror, terror. And then there's mm-hmm. this element of psychosemantic back to Ronnie, what, what we were tying in here about maybe it's just all you anyway. That this element of predictive programming to where, like, basically they can feed you enough things through movie and TV, and maybe the collective unconscious manifests it in reality. And so All these people walking around here, and I'll be honest with you, if a a fake alien invasion does happen and it's due to someone manifesting it, it'll be UFO Twitter and the UFOlogist because we're so geared up for it. We know Mm -hmm. or we feel so strongly that the next thing that presents itself in the UFO phenomena that the media's got their cameras pointed towards is not going to be authentic. We all feel that. So yes. perhaps we are going to be the ones that manifest it. And I'll, you know, I'll say that it'd be awesome. If if we are going to go out and something really cool, I don't want, like, some disease or some shit. That's boring. Like, let's go for the alien invasion. They're swooping around. They're laser-beaming shit. They're cracking Earth in half. Like, let's go for it. Just metal guitar playing the whole time from loudspeakers <laughs> you can't see. Just awesome, you know? Like, let's do it.
2: That's Gentlemen, how we go with a smile, eh? That's how
1: we go, you know? Just with a, yeah, just laughing our asses off okay cool all right well when that starts to happen hopefully they give us some advance notice you guys can fly over here and spend it in texas with me we'll just do a bunch of mushrooms and just smoke a bunch of weed and watch the aliens <laughs> yes, come in sounds okay? wonderful <laughs> that sounds wonderful awesome. that sounds wonderful. sounds wonderful ronnie and philip kinsella i can't thank you enough again boys you're dear to my heart uh we will we have a lot of things to look forward to only great things actually so we will be doing this again very very soon gentlemen all the ways to find you'll be located down in the show notes thank you thank you thank you
3: Thank you very much indeed, Brandon. We're very honored. Thank you. Thank you, Brandon. An honor.
1: All the love in the world going to those two amazing Kinsella boys right there. All the ways, of course, to find them as well. Located down in the show notes, they are phenomenal authors and sweethearts to boot. Thank you, boys. This was amazing. You'll be back very soon. While you guys are down in those show notes as well, check out our affiliate links. You have Food Force to Abundance. Get that freedom from fear on opus the organization for paranormal understanding and support if you would like to start your own podcast red circles who we host through and that link is down there and it reads start your own podcast also if you guys really want to level up in life in general or you're done with the stagnancy like i was uh, i called dewey taylor of the manifestor's guide and change my life you can do the same down there with the manifestor's guide link also if you type expanding reality all caps no spaces at checkout as the promo code option He sweetens the deal from there as well. Now, down in those very same show notes, guys, is expandingrealitypodcast.com, and it is expanding rapidly. We have all sorts of new stuff going on over there. Make sure that you all go by and check it out. That is also where you can sign up to become an expansive insider. That's the best way to support the show. You get a bunch of cool bonus stuff in in return for that, and we are absolutely grateful for everybody that has supported our mission, because this is a value exchange model, and we are a value for value system. So if you find it valuable, There's a link down there that reads support the mission, but taking us up on the Expansive Insider is a dope way to do it, guys. There's so many cool things going on over there. All right, so go out into this incredibly mysterious place, whatever the hell this thing is, and y'all pick up a piece of litter. Be nice to everybody that you come across. Of course, keep your eyes to the sky. You might be missing something dope that's happening overhead, And rather than looking at your phone or some shit. Also, go ahead and buy somebody in line around you a coffee or a meal. Something super small goes an incredibly far way in the collective, guys. Also, of course, uh, while you are out there traversing this uh, beautiful landscape of ours via vehicle, if you have somebody behind you wanting to pass, go ahead and scoot on over if you're in the left lane there, and then they'll be right by you, and then on you can go. And of course, out of everything else, guys, go into this incredibly mysterious and beautiful and amazing place, whatever the hell this thing is, and y'all just be good to one another. Thank you so much for watching, for listening, for engaging, and just being the coolest son's bitches ever.